Hey guys, this is your girl Lyra, and you're listening to Self-Reflection Podcast. In today's episode, we will be talking about understanding human structure and behavioral patterns and how it pertains to our mental health and development. Before we get into today's episode, I want to thank you for being here. As I do understand, your time is valuable. In today's episode, we have a guest who is a cultural anthropologist with his focus being social organization and behavioral patterns. He will be giving us his insight on why it's important as humans for us to understand human structure and human patterns in relationship to our mental health and development. Please help me welcome Christopher Woods. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for being here. You know, mm-hmm. I um, do want to say I have just met you for at least less than five hours today. Okay. And yeah. um, I think I have been enlightened in that five hours more than I have in the past four months. Thank you. And um, I'm excited for our conversation today. And um, I'm looking forward to learning more as we go. So um, would you mind sharing a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, no problem. So yeah, like I'm a cultural anthropologist and my focus is social organization and behavioral patterns. I am currently an anthropologist at the University of California, Berkeley. Um, I'm original California native and um, yeah, that's pretty much the gist. Yeah, how did uh-huh. you end up in, you are from SoCal, yes, I believe. Uh, how did so you end like, up uh, in North? Uh, through Berkeley is what got me to migrate up here from Southern California. Awesome, awesome. Uh-huh. And I just want to say, um, I think we talked about, uh, we talked about, talked on this topic when we were offline. Um, you know, I mentioned it is nice to see a Black person in a, a university like UC Berkeley because uh-huh. it's such a high prestige university and you had correct me a little bit you said i am mixed you're mixed Uh, and you went into exactly your background and your heritage and where you um, you came from and i really love that because a lot of time um you know mixed children or mixed people usually just go with the flow i'm black that's Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. and they never fully um, express like, okay, I'm black, but I'm Irish as well. Mm-hmm. I'm bad. I'm, you know, Hispanic as well. You know, they usually just go with what society puts on them. How do you feel about that, by the way? Um, well, personally, yeah, like I don't like to just be, um, inaccurately classified. Um, I take pride in my heritage. Um, so yeah, I think to, um, to vocalize that and, share it is important. Mm-hmm. I do think so. So yeah, I, I'm a person of color uh, for people who can't see us right now. Uh, <laughs> um, I respect that. The world sees you as black. Right. That could kind of be like a, uh, a kind of like a thing that happens often with mixed um, heritages, especially when um, it's black mix is that then no matter what else the person is, they just automatically black. Mm-hmm. Um and that can have a negative or positive stigma, depending on what region you're in. Um, but yeah, I just think it's important to, 
you know, be proud of all sides yeah. of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh-huh. I agree with you. And how did you come in terms of, you know, not just wanting to see yourself one way as black, as everyone would see you? Um, I, I grew up in a diverse community. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it was really when I went to more small minded or narrow minded um, areas that my ethnicity played a part to where I needed to clarify, get specific with it. Um, and so from there, kind of having to deal with those intersections, it just became like this natural pride and, and joy, uh, to disclose it, uh, find out about it. Mm-hmm. Um, gave me, you know, extra stuff to talk about with my family and elders, parents and grandparents and, um, yeah, it definitely has helped to um, fill in my identity as a person. Yeah, yeah. And for any young mixed child that's listening, because I do understand that from having conversation with other mixed um, you know, children, um, from your experience or based off your experience being biracial, um, what advice would you give them when it comes to understanding themselves and um, their mental health because I have heard them, you know, multiple mixed biracial children have um, the struggle with, you know, this self-identity because the world sees them a certain way and they see themselves as who they are because they have, you know, regular family members that aren't just black. They have the other side of their culture. Um, what advice would you give them pertaining to their mental health and how to, you know, accept both cultures or more than one? I would say uh, first, just accepting that that's just your um, DNA pool, right? I mean, at that point, your DNA constitution is not going to change. So starting there with acceptance, I think helps for the rest of the process to get easier to where it goes from acceptance to self-esteem and that self-esteem then goes to identity. Mm. I like that. And we're going to be talking about identity a little bit today Uh in this episode as well. Um, You know, as we're already trickling that way, I would like to get us, I would like for us to get into our topics of today. Um, Do you have any personal thing anymore of a personal statement you would like to make in nah okay excited to see what you came up with awesome Awesome. i so i guess my first question too is how does our society structure our beliefs um our society structures it to where um your beliefs drive your ambition and so since we live in a capitalistic society, that's going to promote you to um, be a person of gain. Again, that then becomes a compound word where it's gainful employment. Um, you're a person of gain. You're 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 ambitious. You're you're supposed to be seen as somebody who is um, accumulating wealth. And so your whole time is then building you up to where you can be a productive person, 
accumulating wealth while simultaneously helping the overall community uh, sustain and be of good quality. Mm. If I understood you correctly, we are somewhat in a structure as a community or as people. And we are being, I don't want to use the word manipulated, but we are being guide to a certain way, to live a certain type of lifestyle. Right. Groomed, socialized. Um, Yeah. You know, it, it, it is, it is building you up, maturing you again to be a productive member of society. How and when does, or should one start forming their own beliefs? Um, um, as soon as the person becomes conscious uh, of themselves and of themselves within their environment. Uh, for me, I believe that it, it, it happens as early as eight um, and then traditionally around puberty, which is 16. Um, you know, where you really get that self-confidence, that, that self-awareness again, it's kind of when, um, you relinquish from your parents' supervision and they say, Christopher, okay, it's your time. Go do what you want to do. And, you know, kind of from there, you already know what you've been wanting to do. And now your parents have actually allowed you to go do it. And so now it's your time. When you realize that you're in that place is when I think, um, it's best to start. Let's say, I am in that place, but my community, like the people that I'm around still have a certain type of belief in how life should be. I feel like the reason why a lot of us struggle with our mental health to bring it in here, um, I feel like we're told what to do even when we're adults. Uh-huh. And we kind of sing to that ideal of how society should look and what we should be doing. So how can someone realize like, okay, my thinking pattern, you know, it's different and I should be okay with it. As long as their thinking pattern has them still in a position to accumulate or consume resources. I think what like kind of caveats to that is then um, your social relativity to human beings are social creatures. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to manage that balance, that opportunity cost of acquiring and consuming resources with what it might cost you socially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then more people who are okay uh, having less uh, friends or necessarily uh, less of a social life mm-hmm. I can go about it um, with more acceptance or maybe accepting it sooner is it's that it's that balance because if you have your own unique way of thinking then again you, you could be um, successful and you might sustain yourself you just might not be it might not be with as many people as you would like or you had had thought it would be uh, absolutely I, I agree with that um so why is it important for us to understand um our development how we grow how our mind functions how the body in relation to uh, mental health 
It's important because by having all those things in line, you build up the esteem and the resilience to be able to take on the environmental stressors. Um, the human being lives in a world of affliction and stress. So you want to um, shorten as many hiccups or um, pitfalls as you can dealing with it in that. And I guess maybe kind of like a simpler analogy is that you don't want to go play basketball with your shoes untied. You know what I mean? If you want to go play basketball and you like playing basketball, then when you get on the court, your shoes are tied. You feel good about, you know, your jersey and your pants and your headband. You know, you're coming to play Mm -hmm. when you're coming with all that kind of stuff out of order. And even though you might be there to play, you're going to trip yourself up. Right. And then within playing with others. Tripping yourself up is going to make you look bad, which then is going to increase your enemies or increase your critiqueness at the same time, isolating yourself or alienating yourself from others who want to, um, you know, be on a successful team or be with ones who are exhibiting these things correctly. And and again, there's where um, by doing it right, you can keep up that great mental health or that healthy mental health. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I I see. And um, I think you brought up a really good point there because I can use myself as a great example. When I was at Sonoma State, Mm -hmm. I didn't have the self-confidence that I have now or the self-esteem that I have now. Mm -hmm. So when I was playing and I wasn't playing at the level that I felt like I should be playing, it definitely brought my self-esteem down. And I think that kind of made me isolate myself a lot because a lot of the times I didn't want to go out with my friends when they were going to parties or bars and, and, you know, study groups, whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, you know, I kind of removed myself from the group. Um, do you think because of the fact that I didn't understand myself then, I didn't prepare myself for all the um, challenges that were ahead of me, um, allow me to doubt myself in that space? Not being exercised in those intersections can, again, lead to poor outcome, Mm -hmm. right? But at the same time, um, the way that the human being um, grows from experiences is it direct experience within the intersection. Mm -hmm. So um, it was, you know, it's something that you can learn from and be better for next time um, and, you know, engage it from there. The... um, Times of growth um, can happen unexpectedly and then with uncomfortability. Yeah. Right? So you don't know what you don't know until you don't know it. Absolutely. You know, yeah. so it's, it's, it's one of those things where it, it's multi-layered. It's, it's, it's time and presence and it's the after. Yeah. And, uh-huh. it, yeah, sorry. No, no, go ahead. That was yeah, pretty much... Yeah, and and I think I agree with you because I feel like after that experience, I understood that I needed to learn more about myself. And from that place, a lot of growth has come from. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So I definitely agree with you, um, you know, which kind of brings me into our next question. Um, trusting yourself and actually believing yourself as a human being um, when it comes to life and life challenges. How important is it for us to love and trust ourselves? to take on the everyday stressors that life brings to us? I think it's very important. It's, again, it's very important because you need the self-confidence 
to deal with your environmental stressors and uh, to have righteous self-esteem, you need to know what your limits are. You need to know, you know, what your good strengths are and what your poor strengths are. So you know how to self-manage that. And by self-managing, that means that you are controlling as much as you can the situations you put yourself in. Because then once you become in this situation, it's on you uh, to be able to diagnose the situation, analyze the situation and come out with a a resolution that's in your favor. Mm -hmm. And again, you're able to go about this more efficiently when you come to these intersections with self-confidence already. Uh Uh And so that's why it's important. Absolutely. Also, like when it comes to identity in that in that same space. Um, how the society works with individual identity and how should we like start like honing into who we really are because society brings on a lot of um, a lot of pressure you know there's a lot of pressure I'll use myself again as an African girl from Cameroon there's a lot of pressure of me staying a certain way of me being a certain type of girl or lady there's a way that I'm supposed to carry myself out there. There's a way that I'm supposed to talk to men. There's a way that I'm supposed to talk to women, you know. Um, there's a different way that I'm supposed to dress. Um, with all of this society pressure, how can a person like me or another girl or a boy that's out there find their identity and hone into that? It's, it, it might, it's, it's maybe cliche to use the word, but it really is is research, right? It's, it's a blend of acceptance and research because again, it's a um, it's an it's a national nationality thing. Where again, you said you're from Cameroon, I'm from uh, America, so it's like um, our histories have a an influence in our socialization and in our um, development. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, going back to being objective and accepting, you know, what is facts, whether again, that's right or wrong, you have to cut that out and just be more what's factual. And then there's that, um, element of when you were a child and adolescence to then who groomed you, who socialized you, who, um, developed you as a child. And again, you, that's when you kind of get to that point of consciousness where you know what you've been told and what you've been, uh, taught to then now what you have come to believe and what you come to see. And then again, that, in that child space of that, the infancy to just about puberty, you know, you've had everything from mystical characters to dogs that could talk to dragons that can talk, right? So you've had all these, um, imitations, um, of life that are, trying to speak to human life, mm-hmm. right? So again, it, it's it's getting to a point where you come to a consciousness to, to, and you have filtered and deciphered uh, to what you're going to believe, to what you're not going to believe. And, and then once you've got all that, now you, you got your bag packed and that's what you, you carry on with. And from that bag that you have personally now selected moving forward is a, just a continuous uh, recalibration, re, um, prior, um, prioritizing what it is that, that brings you to, brings you as a whole, meaning yourself, uh, bringing you wholly together mm-hmm. to where that, um, implements or engages society. 
says, again, you could you will go about it in a renegade. I'm going to just do me. I don't care what nobody says. Or you're going to find a way that you can do you that gets you to go along with society. Right. So, again, you don't have to always believe everything, but you know how to engage and conduct yourself within that intersection to continue on. If um, if I stayed as close to your question as possible, I think you sure you sure <laughs> did. You did. Uh-huh. Um, you know, which kind of brings me to this idea. I think we talked about it earlier when we we're offline. Um, we talked about how we low-key live in an illusion. Everything we know comes from the mind. I would say it's, it's, it's a simulated reality. What we're living in right now is a simulated reality. Everything that you go to, your job, your car, everything has been uh, given this this definition, this importance. Mm-hmm. If we were to just clock everything down or turn the lights up, per se, on what we're doing today, the grass would still grow, the sun would still rise, the the uh, wind would still blow. You know what I mean? So it's the it's the that's the natural real world. What we're living in today is a simulated reality where, again, these hierarchies, these roles, these labels have been given importance. And it's been people who have been legitimized and perpetuated their importance. And again, the it, this happens at, a, a again, a back and forth between an individual and a societal level, because, again, the society is structured to sustain, to give people locatable food, to bring them into more city structure instead of having them living out in urban or wilderness. And so it's that, that, that back and forth interplay um, that that works with each other that gives it the individual resource consumption while sustaining the society as one. Yeah. Again, if I stay as close to the question as possible, feel free to ask me again if I... No, I think right in the ballpark right here, um, you know, I think when you were talking, it kind of brought me to um, an an idea of, uh, of a quote that I have saw somewhere. Um, it's by Dr. Wayne Dyer, and he talked about three levels of consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the first consciousness is the ego consciousness, which I feel like that's where most of us are functioning from um, as a society. Um, the ego consciousness, um, he kind of talked about it in the sense of like, that's the material things that we look up to. That's the cars, the clothes, uh, my degree, X, Y, and Z, everything that's material, me, 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 boasting about your, you know, your home, your whatever you own. That was, that's where he was mentioned about the ego consciousness. And then he goes into, um, um, Group consciousness. Group consciousness will also be where most of us function in, in the sense that, um, for example, um, a group consciousness would be gangs, right? Gangs put themselves in cribs, note, whatever else is out there. And we believe in that same thing. And I feel like that's where humans are. That's where most of us function from. We believe in a certain type of lifestyle. Like I'm white, so white power. I am. We group ourselves in this little group. I am an engineer. Then we give ourselves that name. And then he talks about, um, mystical consciousness which is the 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 third consciousness group and the higher consciousness which means when we look at life we should be um you know not should but if we look at life from what you were mentioning we're just beings on this planet and um functioning from a mystical conscious 
mindset or consciousness is when you see, I look at you, I'm like, okay, that's another human being. Um, you know, I'm going to treat him with gratitude, love, respect, empathy, you know, hope, other things that don't have material values on. What do you think about that? Um, just in, in his interpretation or his configuration of those of those three, three, like how we function as humans, you know, he thinks the ego is definitely prominent and um, the group consciousness. That's where most of us function from. Well, okay, in that sense, right. But it's because you're a homo sapien uh, on one hand, right? So you, you need to be doing these things. And then at the same time, you're living in this cultural makeup. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, uh, it's like... You could be living and going about it, or you could be living and you're a doctor, you're a professor, right? So it's like the the ego and all that stuff is happening because the human being is a social um, man, um, is a social being. Mm-hmm. The human human is a social being, and it it it's a um, an imitator, um, and so those are things that help. The human being survive, and it is what has helped the the human being survive and evolve. So it it it, it is there, but then it's again uh, its point of being there is a feature of handling its external world. Yeah, yeah, and and I think going with him, and I think that's where we got life a little bit messed up, in my opinion. Um, you know, um, I think how we need to function a little bit more is from the third consciousness, which is the mystical consciousness as a society. Yeah, but see, now that one's hard. It was like, because that one's hard. It was easier for that when it was more of a hunter-gatherer society. The way that things are structured now is um, consumption would have to slow way, way, way down way down where people would have to just be like, I have enough. I don't have everything, mm-hmm. but I have enough. But what's really important to me is my connections is, um, but personal, like person connections, my relationship quality connections. The fact that, you know, maybe you don't have a million friends, but you have a group, a strong of five, right? That is, um, where that realm of what you're talking about from that work you know, could be seen, but it's theoretical. I don't think it's actual applicable in today's world without the shrinking of consumption, but people are not going to fall back to that level of consumption at a mass rate. Like, again, maybe some people in Alameda will, maybe some people in Houston, Texan will, but it would have to be the whole United States. And at that point, it would have to be uh, global. Like um, there's a term right now called globalization. Mm-hmm. And globalization is not just talking about people migrating to a new part of land. It's about the overtaking of capitalism globally. You know, either you're a first world country, country or you are an aspiring first world country. Yeah. And because of, then of that, then you're always incentivized by the material acquisition. You know, again, you need to show as the doctor that you are a successful doctor. You need to show as the athlete, you're the successful athlete. And how is that done outside of just exhibiting your skill? It's because you pulled up in a Bugatti. 
It's because you pulled up in a Bentley, Mm -hmm. right? It's because you pulled up and you got diamonds, quote unquote, ice all over you, right? Mm -hmm. Is then what has people um, drawn to you, allured to you. And because again, the, the human being wants to be embraced and accepted, they're going to usually go with that then standing up when doing the right thing is hard. Yeah. And the right thing then can lead you to being criticized, uh, possibly ostracized, you know, alienated, mm-hmm. left uh, isolated. Yeah, I think you said that. I, I got my work cut out for me <laughs> because my goal for myself and my podcast is to... I don't want to use the word enlighten people, but I would love to change how a lot of people see themselves. I would love to encourage people to function from a place of mystical consciousness. And you just talking right now, to me, it feels like it's going to be a challenge, but I think I'm up for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, like I said, I can, it's, it's um, replicable. Individually, it's just it's just seeming a um, a very hard task um, on for the grand scale mm-hmm. for it to be replicated because yeah. again it's it you know it, it's 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 what has has made people feel valuable. Yes, is is the material symbolization in the own you know in the only time really. That it can get to that third level has been by the other person, again, connecting with you, right? Sharing those values with you or at least uh, gone through some type of um, hurdle, mission, endeavor where the struggles of that have brought you together to where neither of you really care about that in in regards to the relationship with each other, Mm -hmm. right? But when you're first cold meeting somebody, that's all most times either one is looking for. Are you dressed trendy enough? Do you have a big enough title? Is your car cool enough? Do you know the right people? Mm. Are you living in the right part of town? Those are the usually the first type of um, filters that people have on. And, it, and usually, again, if those are the filters that they have on, not only are they looking at you like that, but they're looking at themselves like that, mm-hmm. right? And so have them themselves being able to do that Again, is where that that vicious cycle of mental health is. Yes, exactly, and I and I think that's why a lot of us um, do have this mental disconnect because I do consider me and everyone else a spiritual being, and our bodies are just vessels carrying that you know inner selves. Like you said or mentioned, um, it has that mental disconnect there. Um, I think that's where we struggle as humans to just live here on this planet because this earth wasn't made for all the technology that we have today. As humans, we create those things to suit our lives, to suit who we are, to impress and live a certain type of way because we think that's what we should be living, right? That's how society has structured everything and young children grow up thinking, I need to have a Bentley before I can even care for myself. Um, they know about TikTok. They know about the famous person on earth. They know about who has what, what 
NBA player has this. But as a society, we have little to no awareness of who we are as human beings. Um, you know, we we don't we un, we have zero idea of our emotions. Um, for the most for majority of the the community, ha, um, you know, including myself, I knew very little of my emotions. I, when I got into a negative space, when I was down on myself, I didn't know how to handle those emotions because I didn't know what they were. And a lot of people struggle with their mental disconnect in that aspect because we don't teach children from early on to, you know, not prioritize the human things. Moreover, honing into ourselves and learn who we are, learn that gratitude is probably one of the ways to live. Having appreciation for life is one of the ways to live. Finding inner inner peace, it's much successful than having $20 million in your bank account. Mm, man, yeah, you said a lot there because it's again, no, no, it's, it's, it's good. It's just one again in this topic, a lot is going to be said because in this topic, again, it's interplay back and forth. Again, yeah. the human leaps of progression have happened because of our advances in technology, Absolutely. right? And mm-hmm. so the, the whole thing of it is the mother of necessity breeds invention. Mm-hmm. So it was the fact, again, of, of having an attitude of our physical environment and then from that attitude, building things that helped us to conquer it. Mm-hmm. And again, so, um, you know, from there, you get a, a little bit, you know, of some unexpected bad, right? But the, the, the initial um, purpose for it was good. Yeah. And it, it, so that's why it's, it's that it's, it's, it's always that, that good and bad again of having enough of what is important, um, recalibrate, reprioritizing to make sure, um, that the efforts are matching the problem. Mm. Right. And again, it appreciating our leaps of technology, um, but not being carried away with them to where it can be hurtful or destructive. Absolutely. How can one raise their consciousness or their awareness? Uh, by, by spending time with themselves and their thoughts, being um, honest about their good and bad, um, and, 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 and really solidifying that. You know, the, the human, again, to kind of what you were just saying, the human is... Um, a very special creature, you know, again, like we, for everything that's on this planet, everything that's been on this planet, for us to be in the space um, and so high up on the food chain that we are is just, you know, um, a true testament to our natural abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so again, it, it's, it's, it's being, it's being fair and objective that the human is both capable of good and bad um, and working from there and and accepting whether you want to be a friend or foe to your community. And I think from there, again, the intersections of acceptance and um, discretion um, become easier. There still can be difficulty in it, Mm -hmm. but it becomes easier because your foundation is strong your vision your discernment is strong your accountability 
your integrity is strong, right? You, you, you want the credit just as much as being right as when you're wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with you. Um, when it comes down to behavior patterns, how do we, um, you know, form our behaviors? How does that, is there a scientific way behind that? Is it's called um, personal responsibility? <laughs> um, no, seriously though, oh. personal responsibility, um, understanding, uh, controlling your desires. You know, it's it's it's, it's still broken down between uh, needs and wants, and so understanding what you need and want, um, what is um, deserved, what is earned, mm-hmm. what is meritable, right? Mm-hmm. Is is all things that help you to become more um, strong in that area or more competent, more able, more, again, um, composed, poised. Because yeah, it's, it's, it's for yourself, right? To, yeah, um, absolutely, yeah. From that question that you just asked me, right? If you want to put it together, you are the one who has to, again, um, configure it, do your own grocery shop and monitor your own garden as a gardener. And so you're putting it together mm-hmm. and you are confident in all your pieces. Again, whether whether it produces the fullness of your expectations or, you know, or somewhere under that, you're confident of where it lies because you're confident of how it was built to get put together, mm-hmm. how you're put together and your values of belief that, um, again, give you the energy, the esteem, the momentum, the courage, the effort to take it on. Yeah. And and when it comes to understanding our behavior patterns, how important is it to understand our behavior patterns in relationship to our mental health? Right. Okay, for sure. You yeah, know, I get it. It's, it's important because your mental health, again, goes to you knowing it's okay. You know, and hey, I tried my best. It didn't work out, but I tried my best. Mm-hmm. And um, it it takes away the, the, that stress and depression because it's again, it's not always going to be a sunny day, right? It's, you're going to have hard times. You're going to have affliction. That's life. But again, knowing that you went at it with your best effort and again, a best configuration of the values and convictions that you hold to. You you know you can accept it. You should be able to accept it, and then that's what makes the mental health healthy. Yeah. Right. Because okay, it didn't work out, but I'll do it again. And then you like I said, you, you think about it, reflect. Actually, did I like doing that? Did I like the process? Did I like meeting the moment? Because at the same time, maybe you see that that wasn't for you, mm-hmm. right? So all this stress, it was unnecessary. Right. So even getting depressed is unnecessary because it was never part of your get down anyway. It's not a part of your swag anyway. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it again, it can give a relief to where I tried it. It wasn't for me. I can move on. I close the door. You don't have to be one of the one of those people, um, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda and and start, um, you know, taking it down that road yeah. unnecessarily. Yeah. And we can just um by having that strong foundation, go into those moments, win or lose, and come out of those moments just even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you were talking, it kind of, I think one one of the thought one of the thoughts that came in my mind was living in the past, mm-hmm. and um, you know that that's what came to me in mind. It's like okay, 
when you know I tried it, it didn't work out. I move on instead of moving on. But yet your mind is still two hours ago. You're still there contemplating about the mistake or whatever you had made. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can one build a strong mental um, help to be able to just move forward? Because not everyone is able to just drop things and let it go. Yeah. Again, it's one of those things you have to work on. It'll get better as you're doing it. Because again, you have to understand for you to win, somebody has to lose because resources aren't unlimited. So for you to win, somebody has to lose. So when you lost, somebody won, right? So again, it's that, it's that, that balance of being competitive, being ambitious. And then at the same time, being honest to yourself about your, your abilities so you can have an honest um, outlook for yourself. You know, maybe again, you don't have the Mark Zuckerberg um, ambition to where you create something like Facebook and you become this gazillionaire, but you can have a, a strong worth ethic and you can be uh, a person of high integrity where you're a solid middle-class person, mm-hmm. right? And understanding that you can still go to the ball game. You can take your significant other um, out to dinner. You can do things with your kids. You can do things with your family. You can still have a great life, right? So you just, again, you need to be able to identify that, be comfortable with that while still being ambitious. So if you're ambitious, does not work out again to its ful- fulfilledness, you can still be happy and comfortable. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I and I think you touched on something um, for me there, which is being honest with yourself. Um, you know, I think that goes a long way when it comes down to our mental health and um, trusting yourself and believing in yourself. I think when you are honest with yourself, you're vulnerable with yourself. You know, um, it allows you to be okay um, if things don't work out when you're honest with yourself. It allows you to, um, you know, move forward with grace, like you were, um, you had mentioned. Right, because I don't want to cut you off because in that part, Please what you cut said. cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> like what you're saying when people have a hard time moving on, right? Like you don't, that's, you don't want to hold on to those painful moments or to those moments of loss, but you want to remember the lesson out of that loss, mm-hmm. right? And that's, that's, that's again, where you, you get better the more you do it, where, again, it, it, it hurt because I didn't win the NBA finals, but, again, the lesson that came out of that whole journey of playing in the NBA finals is something that I can use that then will hopefully get me back to the NBA finals and I'll win it the next time. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Do you think um, from your, you know, professional background, um, do you think, or from an anthropologic background, do you think humans are built to go through, um, you know, the pain that we go through, the yes. emotional pain, I should say, be specific here. Do you think we're built to go through that emotional pain? Yes, I think, yes, people are built for that. Uh, again, with the human being both being good and bad, it's another way to say that is to be destructive and constructive. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is part of our innate behavior. 
Um, I believe it is, it helps us to, uh, regenerate and to evolve because mm-hmm. uh, this, this wheel, uh, to make, a, to make sure I'm, um, giving it its second definition, the wheel of life is just in us. So mm-hmm. it, it has to, um, come to these intersections. It has to come to a head and, and be destructive to where out of that destruction, new life, um, comes up out of it. And that's yeah. what the evolution is. That's what for human beings, again, in my profession of anthropology, we have always termed it as being fit. And again, again, what that word is in now words, I mean, you go to the gym, you know, you have a slim body and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, for us, fit means you are a fit in your environment and that you are succeeding. You have all the abilities that give you, uh, significant chance of surviving in the environment is what makes you fit. And you want to, uh, again, put all that together. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, how can one start to change the behavior patterns? Gaining consciousness first. And then, um, it, 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 it's, it, you know, it's loaded, but to be honest with yourself and again, to be honest is to do an assessment uh, of yourself to do an evaluation, an appraisal, if you will. You have to really know where you're at and where you want to go mm-hmm. to get um, that resolve. Yeah. And um, with society, um, how our society is structured, sometimes I, you know, when it comes down to behavior, I think um, we as humans we want to act based on what society is giving to us or giving us mm-hmm. um if a young adult is listening right now because that's who my podcast is mm-hmm. kind of surrounded by um and let's say they have uh, a habit of which you know they don't they no longer find fits in their life at the moment and they would like to remove themselves from that um, environment or remove themselves from um, doing those same, repeating those same bad habits or whatever, they, however they want to classify it. How can they not take on societal pressure and still achieve their goal in changing their behavior? It, they, they would have to be changing their behavior to a behavior that they believe is going to get them what they want, right? So again, they have to identify what it is that they want out of life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then like going about it. Yeah. But, but in the world that we live in, now everything what you want is going to have a material financial component to it. Right. So kind of trying to find an answer where you're excluding that is not going to happen, mm-hmm. you know, because you can't even go live in the mountains and be mountain people because somebody owns it. Right. Mm-hmm. Either the a billionaire owns it, the government owns it. Right. It's 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 there's nowhere to just kind of go be isolated, go be mountain people, go be hunter gatherers. Again, everything has been colonized. Yeah. So, again, it's more finding or identifying the level within capitalism that you are comfortable with. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, to a new perspective there for me, I got to think about. Mm-hmm. And um, to we're coming close to our, you know, recording. Mm-hmm. Um, in the science world, has it uh, merged into religion? As- no. No? No. Um, there was one time in human history where they were a partnership. Um, but because of the logic and reason that science is built off of, it doesn't mix with religion because religion asks you to have a faith in supernatural happenings. Mm-hmm. It asks you to believe in things that you can't see. It asks you to believe in a supernatural deity that is all knowing and all powerful that, um, will grant you favor when you have earned it. Yeah. Just to say, uh, you know, when you have the belief, I think um, having that faith is within yourself, right? Is like, I think like when it comes down to religion and science, like God, we don't know who God is, right? We don't know who that spirit, there's no, there's not a physical being. So when I think about it, I'm like, okay, God is is within me. I, I am that spiritual being. Mm-hmm. And then when I add my science into it, I'm like, okay, I have to, you know, take ne- the necessary step to achieve my goal. But believing in my internal self is me talking to God because God is a, a, a spiritual being. It's non-existent. So he's within me. That's the only time I experience him is within me. I mean, it, you, it's just, a you can have, you can be a scientist, mm-hmm. um, and still be a person of faith. Yeah. You just can't, uh, um, throw it all into faith's hands. Right. Because, right. Because okay. if that was the case, there wouldn't be something called the scientific method. Uh huh. Right. So again, with science, you're proving facts over facts over facts. Like I said, they have done, um, archaeology, you know, building up bones, mm-hmm. um, Geographers can tell you how how long uh, land masses have been here, land on top of land, mm-hmm. and it, and so that's not just saying I'm gonna go pray about it, and then praying is gonna give me the answer that then you'll believe. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's it's again it's it's um it's not good to put them at each other. You can run them parallel mm. as an individual, but you're gonna I think you find trouble when you start trying to put them against each other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I put them against, but I would like, I think they kind of go hand in hand in my opinion, but mm. I don't know. Yeah. Now, but I would, maybe I, I, it's I would, like in the, in the, in the closest you can go hand in hand is that it's a, it's um a created structure. It's a created hierarchy that has helped people to I uh, interpret the world they live in. Uh, it helps them to deal with the world that they live in, mm-hmm. deal with the affliction, deal with the pain, deal with the suffering that they live in. So like in that sense, it kind of goes hand in hand. But again, for them to be um, two separate hierarchies, they don't blend. Because yeah. again, science, you need facts. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I agree. I agree. I see where you're coming from. All right. I, uh, you're like, uh, no, uh, <laughs> I, I don't think so. But no, it makes total sense because it, it brings me back to our, um, our, the whole purpose while we're here, right? It, those, mm-hmm. like, my beliefs in a way and mm-hmm. how I grew up and 
you know, society, the society that I come from, uh-huh. it's like, okay, you believe in, you know, Christianity, you, you go to church, you, you know, you pray to this spirit world and, and then, you know, coming into like real world uh-huh. where you're talking about all this hierarchy and stuff like that. Right. It, because, right. Cause yeah. even like when you're going to church, right, you're praying that God gives you a good quality of life, right? Mm-hmm. But God is not the one going to go to school for you, right? Absolutely. He's not turning in your midterm for you, right? So, like, it, it's, it's, it's a way that has been created to help people deal with living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I like, you said, I don't want to say I like the word you said, but I do want to just point out that you said create, that we have created. Do you think, you know, this is Let's not get into that's a whole different topic. We we can get into this whole different. I'm like, do you think it's fiction? We can get into it another time, but I do wanna It's I guess I'll say this, yeah, I'll say this and maybe we'll we'll leave it for another it's not that it's fiction, it's just been a um a added upon happening. Mm. Right? Again, when this is going all the way back when we're like uh, uh homo erectus and stuff like that, when we're first um uh, even putting definition to the sounds we make out of our mouth. It wasn't just called talking at first, right? It's just the sounds we made out of our mouth to uh, help bring attention uh, to a certain element or situation. Um, even like I said, even the way um, that we walk is an evolution. We had a you know bipedalism, mm-hmm. so it's 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 um, it's more initial happenings that through storytelling through informational um drifting that that things have been added to it uh, or um or through its interpretation um rearticulated mm-hmm. to where again it, it has become religion it has become these houses of worship but again the purpose of it is so that you have a way of interpreting the world you live in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for uh-huh. joining me on Self-Reflection Podcast. Thank you, you for know. having me again. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I feel like so many light bulbs have just went dee 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 for me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh-huh. it's been a, you know, a blessing. I hope we do keep in contact and connect more. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just to bring it back to like our topic and... um um, closing out this episode, do you have any final words? Um, you know, we were talking about understanding human structure and behavior patterns. Um, do you have any final words when it comes to um, young adults figuring life out in that aspect? Um, yeah, like I said, I think it's uh, the personal development. Um, within that personal development is taking the time. Um, to learn yourself and accept yourself, good and bad. Again, accepting your foundation, which again is your ethnicity pool, which is your nationality. Accepting that uh, the good and bad in that is in what makes you who you are. Um, and then from there, uh, again, finding a route that again, you accept um, getting you to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, accepting um, the pros and cons with that, the things that maybe you start out with now when you cross that valley may not be the same things you ended with. Um, but again, the whole the the completion in that 
produces rewards that um, make it for what you lost was worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that just that that honesty and that that poise, that composure. It's it, to understand that it's this is to be. Um, a solid person. Again, I think for, for my field, we get so high up as you, we can't say what's right or wrong anymore, uh, because what right and wrong is subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to be solid, um, to be a solid person, um, takes dedication. Uh, it, it's not easy. It's something again that you have to work at. Um, remembering that the right decision is not always the easiest decision. But when you are doing these things, you gain an autonomy um, that is just so valuable um, that it helps and it gives you healthy mental space mm-hmm. uh, and your behavior patterns um, reinforce that. And again, it's an interplay of them being in a healthy mental space that you do healthy behavior patterns. And by doing healthy behavior patterns, you have healthy mental space. Absolutely. I mm. like that. I'm a... <laughs> and today was a reality check for me, for sure. So I want to, you know, I, I tell you, I truly appreciate how honest you have been with me this entire time. Um, I definitely do think I took a step in the right direction um, today. And um, also I took a growing step, not only just taking a step, but um, from your feedback and, you know, your um, explanations and um, how you carried yourself definitely pushed me to want to be better. And I I want to let you know that I truly appreciate you for that. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Rock on! Yeah. If this is your first time coming across Self-Reflection Podcasts, you can find it on... Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Overcast, and the link is on my Instagram bio. You can connect with me at Lyra, L-I-R-A, underscore N-D-I-F-O-N. Stay well, take care of yourself, love yourself, be kind, and be gentle with yourself. Until next time. You are listening to Self-Reflection Podcast. And this is your girl, Lyra. Ta-da!